0: Live from inside Adrian Kanzabs. This is the Vocal Minority Podcast.
1: Once again, we bring you only the finest and most sponsored TFC News and Malarkey that no money, here, sponsor, 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 can buy. Let's get today's panel brought to you by Memorex. Is it live or is it Memorex? His punnery is brought to you by Monster Mash. His pop culture references by DC Cab and his quick wit by Adidas. Managing editor and chief writer for the Yorkies, it's Tony Walsh. Ahoy boy, Forged in the fires of Hamilton, this graphics guru has been sponsored by Stelko since birth. His steel town soul is easily melted by the likes of the Umbro, Nike, Puma, and Under Armour kits that he sports every day. And his graphic wizardry that makes the Yorkies so memetastic is brought to you by Tops. As always, it's Mark Hinckley.
2: Also, I want to say, not Lotto, because they're terrible. Their kids are horrible.
1: His stern upbringing in the ways of grumpy old man has forbidden him from accepting the siren song of cold hard sponsor Cash. Even though he's been approached by Matlock and Grandpa Simpson, still he demurs. Chief in charge of telling kids to get off our lawn, it's Waking the Red's Duncan Fletcher. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Why you. <laughs> Back in my day, intros weren't this complex. <laughs> and raised to reject the evils of capitalism and instead embrace a life of communist bliss, even I, your host, can be swayed by the right sponsor. Brought to you by Cuban rum, Albanian figs, look it up, It's a thing, and converse. Hey, they've got a red star on them. I am, as always, one of waking the Red's wrangler of words, Kristen Knowles.
0: This segment of the Vocal Minority podcast is brought to you by Labraca Personal Finance. Hi, I am Major League Soccer midfielder Nick Labraca. When I am not making adequate passes on the soccer field, I am adequately taking care of your finances. If you need help with taxes, retirements, or the salary cap, call the name you can adequately trust Nick Labraca. With a haircut like this, I was made to look after your money. Don't hide your cash in a
1: locker. Call Nick Labraca. Well, let's get right to it. Last weekend, TFC beat Columbus with Michael Bradley and an assortment of extras from Breakin', guys throwing a frisbee in front of Lamport, and Nick Hagland. Time for the entire panel to eat a little crow. Well, except for Mark, because he's a super genius. That's right. You can't see it, but there are thumbs pointing at me. <laughs> all right, all right. We were wrong, we were wrong, and we were wrong.
2: And it serves you all right for going first. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, how did they prove us wrong? Depth and tactics. That's what we talked about as the big problems. <laughs> Apparently not. What problems? Exactly. <laughs> what depth problems? Depth? Eh, we got this rookie and it's like this guy who's never played center back before. He'll be fine. We got Kyle Becker. Everybody loves Kyle Becker. We're fine. Defoe? We don't need him.
0: It was just a different kind of wrong. We've been doing this for seven years. They're going to win this one. <laughs> and then they... Sanchez... <laughs> the bed. So, it's the same kind of wrong we've been for nearly a decade. Just, you know, a different flavor. What they did right, they kept their heads under a barrage. They didn't lose their. Shit. Sanchez! And they, no silly fouls, kept Columbus to the outside and bingo bango. Defoe? I do. Think,
3: yeah. I think it's harsh to, to blame anyone for thinking TFC wouldn't keep their Sanchez under a barrage. You can't blame us for that.
0: Indeed.
1: That is some serious analysis, Thank guys. Thank you. Yes. yes. Mark, oh, would you like to add to this buffet of-, of sanchez Yes. Yeah, I kind
2: of felt that they played a controlled style football. I know the possession didn't really show that, but that worked out in their favor. Uh, they kept them contained. They kept Columbus contained much of the match. Kept them out of the box, which was really impressive given that one green center back and one guy is prone to getting booked for everything. So the fact that they kind of kept in some form of disciplined manner given that Oduro runs laps around everybody and Higuain is Higuain. The fact that neither really did anything is a testament to the shape that they managed to keep at the back.
0: In all seriousness, erasing what I said before, this, and I wrote this on, on our site, was arguably their grittiest hardest working and a match with the most heart they showed in years. And all the talent wasn't there, but it's nice to see a little bit of spine in them, especially when everybody was picking them to lose, except Mark here by accident. I don't know what you guys talking about. It was it was shocking, really, mostly to see them. And I said composure before it. That's what overall that's what got me the most. With a bunch of new faces, they could stay composed. Whether that comes from uh, good coaching, I don't know. Do, do we want to throw a, a, a laurel in Ryan Nelson's direction for absolutely? Yeah. Why, yeah, for sure. We we sure <laughs> like to pick out you know his shortcomings in last year and this and into this year. So there was something about the attitude of the team in a tough match in a tough place where they don't do very well historically that was surprising and refreshing to see now maybe the next challenge becomes how to reward the guys who played really well who came in
2: i don't think i don't think that this is the last time we're going to see Hagelin start a match he may not have been stellar or fantastic or you know man of the match material but he was far from poor and honestly where we have usually a a void of talent and depth in that position where Usually we get by with one center back and another guy who's just trying. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe we've got... I don't want to say, say that he, he's our third center back, but he could easily become a third center back.
1: Okay, so I said pretty much everything that all of you said. I, gritty, composed performance, made them play down the wings, they got nothing through the middle, and a really, really honestly, and I can't believe I'm going to say these words, and really great performance by Bradley Orr and Hagland.
3: Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. I am willing to,
1: I am willing to, just this once, just this once, concede that Orr played a good game.
0: Oh, it was beyond good. All
1: right, fine. It was an excellent game. He kept the back line organized. He kept, Haglund didn't look out of place back there in his first game. The fullbacks looked good. I didn't see anything that I thought was the defense being pulled out of position. Bradley Orr, I am sorry. This is my, hopefully, one-time apology to you all season.
0: You missed a chance to use Hagelin Not Horrible.
1: Well, I didn't Ooh. want to steal that from you. Ooh. <laughs> feel better now? Do you feel better now? Since we started to babble on about the individual performances, man of the match. Or.
0: And I mean that, and I have it written down. First. You know, all the things we've been waiting for, the headbutts, the fighting teammates... There was a lot of opportunity in that match for him to go off. He kept his... Sanchez Together.
2: I'm going to start a remember right now that hayden has got a black belt in jujitsu, so that's probably a reason why he didn't go off on him. Mm.
3: He'd get choked out. Interesting. He, he
0: doesn't have a black belt in haircuts. That's true.
3: <laughs>
2: when you get a black belt in jujitsu, nobody talks about your hair.
3: I will go with Mark Bloom. kept the whole defense. Didn't really look all that bad, and Mark Bloom was definitely part of that. A little bit in the second half, Higuain drifted over to the left and was kind of tormenting him and... But you know that's excusable. He did well there, and he was very good going forward as well. He obviously got the assist on Bradley's goal, and the the one play where well, Gilberto hit the post about seventy five minutes in, roughly. And Bloom had a fantastic little move to lose the fullback and then slip a pass behind the defense. So yeah, solid in defense again, contributing on attack. Mike Bloom, good for him. Bradley, I'm gonna maybe it's a lack of imagination, but
2: whenever there was the transition going forward, Bradley was everywhere. Um, I also want to give a nod to Ray. He wasn't just looking to fill his highlight reel this time. He seemed to be contributing, at least, in working with somebody else rather than just running at guys and then losing the ball a la Plata when he first got here. Bradley, man of the match. Ray, honorable mention. Not to take anything away
0: from the defenders. They were all amazing. We're probably gonna install a Bradley ban soon for man of the match. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, think know. I think that Let's has to go into effect. It'll be the Let's one out of the one of the one of ten man of the match soon. Think yeah. it's, I think it's
1: going to have to be the, the anyone other man than yes. This none,
3: Michael Bradley, you of the match. Yes. Of the match so half of nine. mine have
1: already been taken. So let me just go down my.
3: How many did you have? I well I, I knew. One. <laughs> There's 11 of them. So pick one. Terry fairly...
0: Dunfield.
1: <laughs> oh. I was fairly certain that several of these would be mentioned ahead of me, so I was hedging my bets. Um, I actually have Justin Morrow. Yeah. Fair he enough. had yeah. again. I just more and more. He is. The player that I'm watching, I find every game just to see what he's doing and what he's not doing. And that move on the goal for Issy was that was really, really smart thinking. He was in the right place at the right time. It was intelligently done. Excellent job defensively as well. So I am just—he's my guy.
0: Honorable fashion man of the match to Issy. Damn right, N- Nakajima Fern mm-hmm. to do the most un-Canadian thing and to put his first name on the back of his shirt. Hell yeah! You wacky Brazilian Canadian. <laughs> <you>. <laughs>
1: That was beautiful. But you you know why, though? Because he's sick of seeing his name bent all the way. I thought
0: it was to save fans money. who wanted to get his shirt.
3: Didn't we already have covered this in a previous episode? That basically it's the same price whether you put Nakajima Ferran on there. No, that's that's not funny, though. So he's actually saving MLSC money. He's, oh, he's a, good, he's a good he's, corporate he's, soldier. He's Company corporate profits. Oh. Oh. Oh.
0: For that Someone's getting the wall of honor, assistant <laughs> GM, <Yes>. assistant manager. <laughs>
2: All right, so... Issy, how are you at making coffee? <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere Jim Brennan's ears are burning.
0: Actually, we mentioned this in preseason, and it's... It might be early to say, but the non-major DP signings are the ones who are making quite a difference early. Uh, say what you want about some people have trouble with Jackson's play. They're a different team with him in the middle. And now Morrow, him, it's those quieter names who were signed, who were going to, we said earlier in, in, in the offseason, they, they would be the difference between how far this team goes. And so far, so good.
2: I agree. They are completely fun to watch. Even they were losing against Salt Lake last week, they weren't giving up, and I've said this many times on uh, in the stands, like, I don't care if these guys lose, I prefer them to win, just pretend like you give a shit. And not once have I seen them look like they're going to take their foot off the gas. They have, arguably, but it's not been the point where they just stopped moving, and they're just waiting for the other team to take advantage. They're still going, they're still playing, and, God, I hope this doesn't end soon. I'm going to be so pissed if by- I. All right, all right. Negative Nelly over there. No, it's realistic. Randy. (laughs) For (laughs) goodness!
1: Well, with a game like that, where there was, we've all talked about how it was such a composed match and such a complete performance by the team, does anyone have a go to the match? Or anybody, maybe not go to the match, but someone that still, you know, you watch and you kind of want to go, ah, well, maybe not what we were expecting.
0: This hurts my internal Scarborough Town Center food court, but not from lack of trying or skill. But it's getting a bit difficult to watch D rows body not. It's he's like an old cat. His uh, his instincts are there, and his legs don't seem to be taking him where he needs to go.
2: I did not see that at all. I, maybe I wasn't paying attention too much to his game in particular, but there were no point that I go, oh, there it is again, like from the the one game where he had the break.
0: In the first five minutes, I was like, "Oh, great, he's on again." He was he was being a nuisance. He was up there with Gilberto and almost put one pass? Yeah, he was he was mm-hmm. uh, really giving trouble to the Columbus. Even then, after the first fifteen well, minutes or so, just I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's early in the season. I don't know. He's I was
1: willing three. to give him the, the entire first half. Yeah, but
3: mm-hmm. the second half. Second was, half, it was. He he left the game injured, so maybe yeah. you know he went out after halftime, gave it a go. If he was already injured, went out, gave it a go, and said, yeah, I, I can't go. And he was kind of playing hurt a little bit, maybe. But yeah, the, the second half, that's the same thing I was going to go with. I mean, he had some good moments. and but I mean, What the hell was he doing with that whole shot from the halfway line? Mm. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That was... Okay. Um, yeah. I'll give you that one. Yeah, it is just like you say,, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, he's that sort of spark, whatever like extra little bit of athleticism he might have had that helped made him such a dangerous player seems to be gone. So can he adapt his game to sort of change his game a little to these new realities of his body into effect? I don't know.:
1: Kyle Becker, first half was not pleasant to watch, in my opinion. I thought he looked really out of sync step off again not making the right decisions not making the right passes however obviously during the half i feel like someone pulled him aside and said kyle let's chat this is what we want you to do in the second half
2: <laughs> did he get a note from carl robinson uh, too? he got a note from
1: somebody and i i do feel like he played a much different game in the second half where i actually was watching him going oh all right kyle i'll actually find myself saying nice things about him there is
0: an odd scouting report on him that i've seen in more than one place, that he is a player who needs 10 to 15 minutes to really find his groove. Now, that's unacceptable at this level, but it sure could explain the bad 10 or 15 minutes we've seen of him in other matches. Because that's usually or, what he plays. What he plays, yeah. Now, he's got to figure out a way of getting that out of his system a lot faster. It's got to be more like 10 or 15 seconds. I didn't think he hurt them in any way in the first half. He mm. was a bit clunky. He's never going to be dynamic as speedy, but obviously his best game because it was a full game, but... Yeah, you know, I, I see some promise. I'm not ready to give up on him quite yet.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't put him above Osorio, but I think on that performance, it's like, right, I'll probably put you above Jeremy Hall the next time we need to replace somebody. I think the second half it's maybe just the case of TFC was just full-on sitting back and bunker. I think the first half, we were trying to go forward, especially when Bradley was on there. We were going forward, trying to take the game to Columbus a bit, and maybe just that whole two-way game, Becca couldn't quite keep up. Second half, all we were asking him to do was kind of defend, sit back, you know, intercept some balls here or there, basically just sit on the edge of the box and not be too adventurous, and he could cope with that. All right, fair enough. Marcus? I have no
2: go to the match. That's fine. I I would say, though, that much what you guys have said, Becker wasn't as crap as advertised.
1: So, talking about... <laughs> you can't add to it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys,
2: guys, beat the shit out of that for me. Thanks.
1: No worries. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so Becker has new life. We're talking about Hall coming on when Bradley left. Bradley left the game, and they didn't fall apart. Mm-hmm. The entire game they played short of short. Some of their star players, their expected you know starting eleven, the spine of their team, clean sheet, dominating performance. So does this answer the depth questions, or is this a one off?
3: Too soon to call it. I think it slightly answers. It makes me feel better about the depth. I'd put this one. You know, it's more on Nelson and, and tactics and. I don't really think we saw anything new. I mean, going into the game, I thought, you know, Ooh, this is Columbus. They've obviously been a very good team so far. They like a lot of possession. You know, their fullbacks are getting forward. There's a lot of things where I'm thinking this just really fits into how TFC plays, and it worked out uh, that way. I think. And yeah, you're saying we didn't have the stars even after Bradley left off. The team was able to just kind of keep going with what it was doing, and so you know that suggests a well-coached team. It was, as you mentioned before, kind of. He clogged up the middle, kind of forced Columbus-wide. Yeah, you go ahead. Let your fullbacks overlap and throw crosses in. And Oren Haglund will head them out all day. So yeah, worked out very well tactically.
0: Yeah, I'm with Duncan. It makes me feel a bit better. Too early for me to say, yes, everything's fixed. When it comes to Hall and Wiedemann, I still have a lot of trouble. That is a massive drop-off. Okay, I know Michael Bradley on a regular day wouldn't be leaving in the 70th minute. He came off the USA match and needed uh, the rest. But wow, that is one hell of a drop between him and Jeremy Hall. Again, we have other guys missing, so maybe not. Those two, Hall and Wiedemann are still far too big a drop for me to be comfortable, especially as we head towards World Cup and summer. But at the same time, the younger guys, yeah, you couldn't help but feel good about it. Going into the match, I can officially, I'll go on the record saying Duncan Fletcher called this team Michael Bradley and 10 guys with lupus. Did you not?
2: Uh, I no, said uh, Michael and actually... Bradley
3: and ten cripples from the Sick Kids yeah. Hospital.
2: That's a little un-PC, but mm. Mm,
0: yeah. I, I was trying to be nice. And yeah, said you I said be, lupus. Yeah, should
2: have took the <laughs> lupus one. Should have stuck with true. lupus. We were looking for lupus. We, we should have Yes.
3: The answer yes. was lupus. <laughs> <laughs> um, At the very least, I should come up with a different word than cripples. Yes. <laughs> and don't be British and say spastics. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really get the reaction <laughs> over
2: here. You go with spastics. Uh, anyway, all, all in all, right, all right, Michael Bradley ready? and the spastics first, look better. Yeah. Uh, I love their first album. <laughs> it was so good. It had a really catchy beat. Good harmonies. As much as Jeremy Hall is not up to par, I'm not as afraid of him being on the team because at least we have a couple more midfielders to get through before you get to him. But right now at the forward position, it makes me cry. So... If we can get one more forward, at this point, I will take anyone who, as a forward just to supplement our pool of forwards, because I would rather go with the devil I don't know than Wiedemann if, if given the choice. Aww, honestly,
1: come on. honestly. It's going to rain at some point
2: in time. That's fine. When it rains, he, can, he can play. He, he can get out of the bathtub
0: like Prince and come in and score.
2: <laughs> well, this is what it sounds like. I would like to see one more forward. I don't care where they get him from. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's NASL. USF Pro. Why not? Swiss 5th Division seemed like a good idea at the time. Just somebody else just to mix it up because if he's the guy we go to and that's our bench depth and that's the indicators,
3: Wiedemann, get somebody. The squad's far from the finished article. Of course. I'm feeling better about it than I was, but there's still work to be done for sure.
1: I basically just said just staved off the need for more questions right now. I think they Hmm. we're in a good sort of pausing place. Let's see what this crop will do over the next few weeks. We'll talk about it more later on in the, in the podcast. They're going into this weekend still with more injuries. We won't have all the big boys back just yet. So we'll have to see some of the kids keep their game elevated. All right, enough of this serious stuff. Let's end off this with a little bit of fun. Three guys on the crew badge. Poor guys. Well, but They're too sexy for your love. They are seriously mm. so sexy. They hit in the supporters bus on the way back because they heard that. Oh, unions are
2: stronger in Ontario.
1: <laughs>
0: There was uh, roadworks outside of Dayton, and they thought they could uh, get some cheap money.
3: Because Michael Bradley told them to. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they need to know.
1: That beats mine. It was construction workers' night at the Zanzibar.
3: Ooh.
0: <laughs> this segment of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Club Escobar. Get ready to- Club Escobar. Houston's hottest night spot just got hotter. Club Escobar. Where felony battery is the only charge. Club Escobar. Ladies drink free before seven, and Dutchmen and their cats always drink free. Club Escobar. The hot sounds of DJ Julian B. Guzman will set you free. Club Escobar. You can run, but you can't hide.
1: And now, in a blatant attempt to curry favor and sponsorship dollars from MLS, we pretend to care what happened in the rest of the league this week. Here's Duncan Fletcher with wins and losses.
3: Thank you, Kristen.
1: You're welcome, Duncan.
3: And, uh, yeah, another busy week. It was Rivalry Week in MLS. It's all very, very exciting. Uh, so the first winner of the week is Dallas, they just keep going. They've got up to 13 points now from five games, and they still own El Capitan. Uh, the canon that the winner of Dallas versus Houston gets as they well, Really? Yes.
1: Seriously. I'm learning it... so
3: much about this league for the, this the, podcast. The, there's like some old canon that the supporters be trade between them Like the Alamo? On. Probably. I, I somewhere in Kind of makes the v kind of a but Yeah. But, I mean it's but, cool. I'll give them that. Canon's cool. But. Yeah. but yeah. So they still own El Capitan after thrashing Houston 4-1. It was 1-1 until David Horst Easy there, (laughs) fella. And so David Oost got himself sent off in the second half. That was part of an inauspicious hat-trick as uh, they also scored an own goal and Oscar Bonnet-Garcia missed a penalty. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That makes no sense. (laughs) boy,
0: I had a horse named Oscar Bonnet-Garcia. It actually makes a lot of sense.
3: So, uh, Houston, uh, winning their first two games, they've lost two in a row right now, so Dallas will just keep going with four points clear of the rest of the league, uh, looking very good. Move on to some losers now, and uh, we're going to go back to New England again, who just can't really get themselves going. Now, they've only got uh, four points and two goals from the five games. Teal Bunbury still hasn't scored a goal ah, yet. Hey. <laughs> Our boy Fagundes is still doing nothing. Oh. And uh, yeah, they, they lost, like this week, to, to D.C., it was uh, DC's first, win. Yay, DC. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> first win since August of 2013, 16 league matches, and wow. uh, New England... It's TFC-esque right there. Yes, Jose Goncalves continued his very interesting start to the season with an own goal. Uh, not so much a comedy own goal, just a very well taken one. Cross came into the box, no real pressure, he just tried to side foot it out and instead, just very calm side foot volley into the uh, net, it was lovely. So tough times for New England fans. Especially, and uh, I learned this after I looked at the clip for the own goal. Houston, the New England fans watching on TV, they have to listen to Paul Mariner as their analyst. So that's harsh. Oh. Seems a bit cruel. Yeah, a little bit.
0: They um. never never show him below the waist <laughs> behind the desk, too. It's all Mike Blazer, no pants.
3: <laughs> Not even shorts.
0: Nope. Oh. Nope. Those that ship has sailed.
3: <laughs> That was the compliment. He's not a coach anymore. <laughs> He's all, I he screw you guys. I'm not wearing shorts anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Every,
0: every time he goes down in a job, less pants. Less, less leg yeah, right coverings. Now, right now it's just a banana hair, is okay, yeah. it? Oh, yeah. When he was a trainee, it was all snow pants yeah. now.
1: I want to, like, bleach my brain now after hearing those words. That's just awful. You're not allowed to speak anymore.
3: The next losers, staying with commentary, is the uh, Colorado's commentators for their, uh, stellar work during the game against Vancouver. 70 odd minutes in, uh, Jose Marie takes a uh, shot from outside the box. It goes in just inside the post, and uh, then this happens. not do Sturges. Jose Marie going for a second! And it takes a deflection, does it? It's
0: a corner. Or
3: is it a goal? Oh, it's a goal. It's a goal! <laughs> it is a goal! That looked like it came back off the stanchion well i never everybody stopped and stared and jose mary has made it 2 one so well done boys well done Lastly, we'll move on. Winners is everyone who watched the the Seattle-Portland game, which at the very least you should look down the highlights. Well, this was, I don't know, just an incredible game. It's 4-4, it ended up. It was summed up by one sequence 11 minutes into the game. It was already 1-1 by this point, and Seattle had a a shot. It was very well saved. There was uh, still smoke going off behind the goalie from when Portland scored, but then uh, their goalie, Webber, Saved the ball, Portland took it back up the field Some nice, like running in a few passes And instantly hit the post Especially the entire first half They were just going then back and forth at each other It was fantastic stuff That ended 2-2 at, after the first half Second half, Portland took a, a 4-2 lead And then uh, in the last five minutes Basically they The bed oh. And basically Portland stopped going with the all-out attack They bunkered and uh, so they gave up uh, two goals And think Dempsey-Hatrick uh, Which is just all what? sorts of distasteful Yeah all of Portland's goals were very good though and the main reason you should watch it is the, the celebration from Maxi Ruti which is best described as erotic uh-huh. it's like one of the scariest imagine, things I've ever imagine, seen imagine this is a
2: podcast I really want to see an animated GIF in well
3: let, let your mind wander imagine no, uh, <laughs> no please don't uh, no. imagine that it's like a D-Generation X crotch chop okay. if Roger Miller did it and then did his dancing mm. afterwards it's basically, Ooh, it's- hello ladies, oh, here's my boy. groin, watch it wiggle. Hey Rudy, hey Rudy, put your hands on my booty. Yeah, Very nice. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that, that was all sorts of fantastic, and more than anything, that makes me sad that we traded a Rudy. How often could we have seen that? We never I, got a chance to no, see that dance. No.
0: You're on the clock, Alvaro Ray.
3: Yes. So, you know, you could look at Portland's, uh, you know, they still haven't won a game in five games, and they gave up a two-goal lead within the last five minutes to their rivals. You could look at them as losers, but uh, that would be very harsh after this game. It was just fantastic entertainment for all concerned. Anyway, that's the winners and losers for this week in MLS. Kristen, back to you.
1: And thank you, Duncan.
3: Tear away shorts for
2: a Ray, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think he can top this.
0: Chaps,
1: chaps, 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 chaps. chaps.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, those aren't regulation. Adidas chaps.
1: (laughs) And now it's time for Sponsor Talk. Sponsor Talk, where all of your sponsor dreams come true. So, recently, well not recently, for quite some time now, but really in the last few weeks, it seems like the sponsorship thing with TFC is getting to be a bit much. Or is it? Is the club doing what every other club or corporation does and just paying their DP bills? For me, when every tweet, picture, video, article, announcement is sponsored, it's all starting to feel just a little bit cheap. We've railed against this for ages, but it's hard to tell if they're actually having a laugh, which of course they're not, or if they've just succumbed to that deeply to the NASCAR model. So what's next? Different sponsors for the socks, McGregor, Shorts by Juicy. Oh yes. Rudy Booty. Rudy booty. For me, it is... It's just going way above board and it's starting to... I, I twitch whenever I see a tweet or anything official from TFC.
3: Yeah, me too. This wouldn't surprise anyone, uh, I'm sure, who's read any of my stuff or listened to me over these last few weeks. I hate it. I'm part of it. It's... I guess this is what Tim Lawicki would call the circus. You know, there's... There's more sponsors, everything's sponsored and there's gonna be more friendlies and we're gonna to tour Asia and it's this and that and everything's big and fancy and woo They do that to bring in more money and you know I guess that they he would say that's the price you've gotta to pay to be getting Defoe and Bradley and all that sort of thing. The season ticket meeting for BMW expansion at some point he brought up, you know, Would you rather have a shitty team or cheap tickets, something like that. And it, it's a question I struggle with, but because it comes down to it, would I rather support Darlington or Man United? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'd rather support Darlington <laughs> so uh, hey. it's all part of the circus I guess this is what we have to do to get Defoe and Bradley but uh.
0: Tim LeWiki brought to you by Sophie's Choice now on mm. DVD ah uh, yeah it's all too much for the last when those tweets started coming out uh, like the the bench brought to you by I thought oh, that's it, they're having a laugh it's funny they, they see how silly they are mm. and then I saw no lols not even a ruffle I honestly thought it was a joke when they first started well, I did tweet, tweet sponsoring everything. I was like, come on. The other shoe's going to drop any minute now. They're going to say something. But no, it's the way it is. It's all a little frightening.
1: It just I still, never, it I... means like trying too hard.
0: Well, they're not trying too hard to make money. I mean, it's slowing into them if they're sponsoring everything. I mean, but the, the sponsors are getting funnier. <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> I like that one. Law Group brought you the bench the other day. I thought that was pretty excellent.
1: Oh, no, they bring me a bench every day.
0: Oh, do they? It's all lawyers. Oh,
3: no, no, the no. Injury report. That's the injury report. Oh, Sorry, you're right, yes.
0: right course. I mean, the,
3: the question doesn't I mean that particular company. Are they an actual like injury law firm, They're like Salino and Ban's Injury? They attorneys. should only do
0: these on TV, where the guy with the, the <laughs> neck brace says, Here's yeah. TFC's injury <laughs> list."
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crass.
0: <laughs> a, we're not really used to it. They've always been sponsor happy, but this is a whole different bag of bananas. I think our seats will all be individually uh, sponsored soon. Why not? Brought to you by Happy Days on DVD. Sit on it, Judge
1: I would just like to make note that the Sokolov lawyer, that I law did firm, want to
3: actually give them a shout out. Uh, we
1: don't... Sorry. Help
3: them. They are You're personal part of the injury lawyers yeah. though. I was yeah. just like okay. saying it's very accurate. They did get a personal injury lawyer. They firm? did indeed. Okay. They did
1: indeed.
0: I think the only way we remedy this is by turning Sokolov into the new fungas. Happy Mufu Hey,
1: Sokoloff. It's got
0: almost got the word soccer in it. Yeah. And almost the word Fungunes off. You know I, like it. Two words? I like it. Sokolov!
2: Sounds like an old timey father would say to their kid, when they're being bad, they should just go to bed. Why don't you just go sock off? Hey, uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. sock off. It's
1: the old-timey side of the table. Come on. True.
2: Hey, what are you saying?
0: You're off your trolley.
2: Get off my lawn. It's the sensory overload of, of sponsorship. It's coming from all sides. Like it's, it's, I'm willing to deal with hearing it, but not seeing it. I'm willing to deal with seeing it, but not reading it. But I'm not, I can't deal with all three. Seeing it, reading it, hearing it. Going towards the stadium from the train, it's a minefield. You run into five tents, one selling tires, one selling a newspaper, one selling Adidas, and you haven't even gotten into the stadium. And then you get to the stadium where you can hear what's going on, and it's just ad, 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 hmm That's like the breaking point, but unfortunately, the football is in there, and that's what I want to see.
1: I've written about this, and I've talked about this, and we've all talked about this. I The, the sponsorship of everything drives me insane. But as it's clearly going down the path of let's sponsor every last little thing, would you rather have everything else other than the kit sponsored so say the bud light ticket scanners my favorite that i worked up for the sutherland chan security pat down oh yes let us work out those kinks while we pick your pocket but would you rather have yeah like individual seats sponsored uh row by row section by section and not see sponsors on the kits with that or just no sponsors at all
0: i don't care about kit sponsors I I don't want it to look like, you know, the lower Norwegian divisions. Single sponsor on the shirt doesn't bother me, really. I don't live for it. I don't die for it. Whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. I have more... Actually, you know, uh, on a base level, I have more trouble with everything else, actually. If, If I had to choose one or the other, it would definitely keep the shirt sponsor and get rid of all the every ball is brought to you, every this is brought to you. Unless we're going to shirt sponsors and Columbus puts Barbasol on the shorts, too crotch area not just for up there the I'll buy
3: a case I'm going to kind of go back a little bit there with this whole economic argument about oh it helps a club to have sponsors no it doesn't I mean random crappy third division Norwegian team gets $100,000 a year French League One team in the middle gets a million dollars a year Man United gets $50 million a year all it's doing is just making the gap bigger it doesn't help anything Grumpy. Uh,
0: Actually, it's it's actually kind of a funny thing in North America and maybe not around this table, but in general, maybe it's because, oh, we want it to look like over there. There is this kind of thing. Oh, you don't have a sponsor. You, you kind of Absolute. said oh, this before. Sure. No, you don't have sure. a sponsor in your shirt. Mm. Cheap club. Not one of the big boys of the league. No, mm. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean,
2: my own reaction to seeing Houston and Chivas and Colorado without a kit sponsor have me go, wow, that's uh, you guys are kind of ghetto. And it's, it's more Pavlovian than it is yeah. any logic. Also, if you take a look at what we're used to in, in North American sports, you take pointy ball and your shirt is covered in colors and giant numbers. In hockey, they've always had the giant crest on the front and the number on the back. In baseball, it usually was just a script saying what team you belong to on the front and a number on the back. That's just the way those sports were kind of brought up. With with football, I mean, shirt sponsorship didn't start until, like, the 60s,
3: 70s? Late 70s. Yeah, 70s. I, mean, yeah.
2: I mean, that's still even a new phenomenon for that. Because it's soccer, it does make sense. It's like it supersedes... The logic of North American sports because well in soccer they do it over in England they do it over in Mexico they do it
0: I'll say one last thing on this and this will make me sound euro snobby but I would take a shirt sponsor over Dallas Burn and a horsey on the chest that's just me
2: but that also goes along with the evolution of like kit right here you always have the giant crest like for hockey you have the giant crest in the middle of your shirt there it was always a little badge and in most cases it was no badge at
0: all
1: well all right so.
3: Well.
0: How do you like them apples? So
1: that was a little more exciting than I really expected it to be.
0: This segment of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Ravish Iskanovich School of English. Hello. This being TFC legend Rivish Iskanovich. The people, they always say to Ravish, hey Rivish, I like talking to you. It's nice. But they have no time for whole alphabet because of job at Cabbage Laboratory. Okay? No problem, Big Chief, I telling them You come to Ishkanovich School of English where Rivish teach you how to speak best English with no stupid vowels. It's quick, it's easy, it's Raivish. Ishkanovich School of English, just south of Rudolfaica Square. Riga. I'm not dead! Kaa! <laughs> what was that? It's blankety blanks! <laughs> Pluckety <laughs>
2: blank,
0: pluckety blank,
1: pluckety blank, bitchy plagues. Last week's Bitchy Blank, we actually got a bevy of responses, uh, two, which was, TFC players are getting hurt at a rapid rate. How did a TFC player injure their hamstring in Columbus? The runner-up winner was from one of our regular responders, which is gray, green, white, doing the can-can with Argos cheerleaders and Mayor Fat Ford. Mm-hmm. He actually wrote that I'm in sure the tweet. It was very I, impressive. I no doubt. But the winner comes from the comments in uh, Waking the Red. A TFC player will injure his hamstring by slipping on a grape in his local food bank. Mm. As sad as that is. And that's from Seiko Gold. Political. Mm. There we go. Uh, I had one of the starters being pushed down the stairs by a bench player wanting that starting spot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with a TFC player injure his hamstring by enthusiastically trying to get into a post-game selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking a picture? Over there! Oh, no. It was Drake.
0: I kind of broke the rules a little bit.
1: oh. Sorry, but wah, wah, wah. it was Colin
0: Samuel... Tore his hamstring watching the game while choking on some stringy ham. <laughs> nice. Hey. All
1: Here's right. So we'll so allow it for Colin Samuel Jones. Feinlich.
2: Yeah, TFC player will pull their hamstring, tripping over one of Defoe's new girlfriends, in quotes, as he's showing another one out the back of the
0: team bus. <laughs> hey. <laughs> the backdoor bus. A team favorite.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I believe Zico Gold no, does get this week's round of grooving nods.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. solemn and mm-hmm. thoughtful nod. Mm-hmm. 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 Ah, yes. Ah. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made us reflect on society mm-hmm. and MLS mm-hmm. and humanity. Yes.
1: This week's bitchy blank is Columbus fans were perfectly happy with Michael Bradley scoring a goal. They flipped him off because he said blank. As always, please send us your replies, comments, thoughts to our Twitter feed, which is vocal, no A, minority pod, or leave us a comment on our website, which is vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca. We would love to hear from you. And as a bonus, as everything is being sponsored at TFC these days, give us your best sponsorship idea.
0: This segment of the Vocal Minority Podcast is brought to you by Defoe are you a young, beautiful woman who dreams of romance? Then Defoe Date may be the place for you. Single, attached, it's complicated? Don't worry. Just go online, type in your measurements, and attach five or more professional headshots, and the staff at Defoe Date will match you up with one of our high profile bachelors right away. Why waste your time with Normos when you could meet a man who always scores on his first appearance tonight? DefoeDate. Date, striker lucky.
1: A group of men from the city set out to conquer the rapids. Will it end with them getting f- good f- dance. in the forced to squeal like a pig? And if so, how? Duncan? Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's over Ooh. to our
0: senior
3: ass.
2: Fucking correspondent. This ass. being Fucking brought to you by Astroglide. <laughs> we make you so... feel like a pig. <laughs> 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 now, water-soluble. No, she has no excuse
3: it's not just on your birthday (laughs) stop it thank you Kristen it uh, only seems appropriate uh, for something involving scouting to make us all feel awkward and a bit sexually uncomfortable hey Oh, it's okay, Mac. It's okay. (laughs) The Colorado Scouting Report. First of all, this isn't your father's Colorado Rapids. It's not the uh, Gary Smith, Connor Casey Rapids. They're kind of a a bit fancier team these days. That was mainly Oscar Pereja's work before uh, he left for Dallas in the off-season. They eventually got around to naming Pablo Mastroeni their head coach. They did that on March the 8th one week before their first game of the season. That's an interesting way to do it. So far, it's its kind of difficult to say what they're going to do. They've been a lot of chopping and changing, and a bit of it's forced by injuries, but they've used 19 different starters through the first four games. They've done okay, and, and won a, a couple of games, got uh, seven points, it's not too shabby. They've had five goals through the first three games. All of them were via penalty, four directly from a penalty, one was a rebound. If you know, we look at the uh, standings, and you see Vicente Sanchez, he's got four goals, but yeah, they're all penalties, so he's not as dangerous as he looks. Neither is Jose Maria, who scored their other two goals, two fantastic long-range goals against Vancouver last week, but he's a defensive midfielder, he's not going to that anyway, need to worry about him. Who you might worry about? Up top they've got uh, Panamanian striker Gabriel Torres. who joined them last year, and uh, he looks pretty good there. Hasn't done any goals this year, but uh, that's uh, a matter of time. The best that the names have gone through there, it's like Sanchez, Jose Marie, Gabriel Torres. It is all quite, quite Latino, and that's definitely deliberate. They've added that sort of flair to just their, their base, not solid North American players. It has a very high TFC content in that. There's Al Wynn, Nathan Sturgis, Nick Le Edson Buddle all eh, you know mediocre so-so MLS players so a lot of that in uh, Colorado we've also got Deshaun Brown and Dylan Powers two of the best rookies last season both of whom could have been drafted by TFC but hey we got allocation money and Kyle Becker so as uh going forward it's like Torres with Deshaun Brown will probably be up there they're the danger mans at the back they should actually work quite well against Toronto they got Marvell win so TFC's whole sort of fast break, win the ball, kind of knock the ball out there for Defoe or whoever to run after, that's not really going to work because the one thing Marvell does is run fast. So you know, they, they could cause problems there and really shut down that one bit uh, that TFC have done. Get past Marvell you've got Clint Irwin, formerly of Ottawa's Capital City FC, who's uh, done very well in goal. The basic formation, generally they're playing a 4-2-3-1. Last week they switched around to a 4 4 2 of diamond thing with and Sturgis is on the outside there. It's difficult to say what they're going to do really. They've uh, chopped and changed, but that's the basics of Colorado Rapids.
1: Well, thank you, Duncan.
3: Upper Creek without a paddle. <laughs> yes, that's the basics of Colorado Rapids. Back to you, Kristen.
1: Well, thank you, Duncan. Mm. Is this going to be a triumphant home return for our Reds? Are they going to stick it to the Rapids like they usually do? It's one of those teams we actually mm-hmm. tend to beat.
3: Guaranteed win night
1: pretty much. However, still injured players
3: yes and that's definitely uh, an issue i mean i feel like we should be able to beat colorado i feel we should be able to do something different against colorado this isn't a team we should be just sitting back absorbing pressure trying to hit them on the counter this is a team we should be able to take the game to and you know i'd like to see that punish them a little yeah injuries you know could cause that i mean obviously uh, michael bradley's name suddenly popped up from the doubtful section in training reports so that would be a a big loss obviously but we should be able to beat these guys
2: if any indication of what I saw in the match against
3: Vancouver, they should be
2: able to run rough shot over them. Colorado did not really do anything that was remarkable. Their goals were not to take anything away from the actual final product and they are worth seeing if you haven't seen them. They're fluky. They were mm-hmm. they were your one percent shots. You take those in practice all day and never hit them and Mary did it twice in one match. So you know all power to him. But at no point did it seem like Colorado was going to really threaten Vancouver. And for what we've seen so far, Vancouver is lesser than Toronto. Yeah, maybe a little optimistic it's still a new season, new team smell is still around. But I don't see Colorado putting up much resistance. But, uh, you know, it is MLS. This is TFC.
0: Anything can happen. Yeah, uh, as Duncan alluded to, a lot of uh, the tactics going forward will probably be dictated by who ends up in the starting 11. It's a good time probably to play Colorado because they're still kind of finding their way, new manager, etc., getting their cohesion together, even though, as Mark said, this league throws up things that nullifies that often. But probably the best time to play a team who's getting to know each other, even though TFC is kind of new, they, they maybe have a leg up a little bit, with, at least their manager's been there for... More than a year, for what it's worth. I think if they're really hurt by a lot of injuries, then maybe scoring another couple of goals might be trouble. Especially if God forbid Bradley's out out of the lineup. And then who knows? I, if it's that, it could this one just could just get bogged down into a bit of a board draw by two teams who are not at their best on a day.
1: Right, and I sort of think that it's going to be. Like, we're talking about all the injured players or the players that aren't necessarily injured, but there's been a lot of talk of players carrying knocks. People are going to maybe sit, people are maybe been tired been playing injured. You look at Colorado, again, a team we usually beat. As Tony's saying, a team that's not quite found their feet yet is a team that we should be able to take take the game to. You look ahead another week where we're on the road playing Dallas. So do you just say, okay, the, the kids did all right last week away. We're home now. Let's let the guys with the knocks. Let's let the guys carrying little bits of injuries. Let's sit them. See what this more or less same lineup does. Have the big guys rested going into Dallas.
0: I wouldn't go that way. I think you got to put your best team out there in this league because you never know what the next week, the next match is gonna bring. If guys can go, they have to go.
3: Agreed. I mean, after the Dallas game, we got a bye week. Get the guys out there. Let's get these three points. And you know, if we don't get anything from Dallas, then yeah, we're still up twelve points the first six games let's go through with these ones
0: this segment of the vocal minority podcast is brought to you by jim brennan is a monster are you tired of sending out job applications and resumes and not getting any replies isn't it time you went online to the only career website that works jim brennan is a monster join today upload your profile and your resume and immediately start applying for your career whether you are qualified for a future in finance education retail management, barista, assistant manager, any level of coaching. All you need to do is hit apply, and within 30 seconds, Jim Brennan is a monster will instant message you back to tell you that Jim Brennan just got the job. Jim Brennan is a monster, because it's who you know.
1: All right, last week, clearly, uh, the vast majority of us were wrong. In our <laughs> score predictions, you
2: know, vast majority is mathematically correct. That would be
1: three out of four. vast. is that
0: seventy-five percent. That's
1: which is mathematical. I know my vast. math. I went to school.
3: Can can um, we check the audio of last week? I, I believe there was something about mapped notes. I I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Outtakes don't count. Everyone knows that.
1: Tony, do you have the podcast Liga update for the, us? Yeah,
0: the Vocal Minority Podcast Liga, the race for the concubine league. Is back on and it is tighter than ever with Mark's shocking victory last week. It brings a three way tie to first place. Six points each for Mark, Duncan, and myself. And the wooden spoon belonging to Kristen Town heading for VMP Liga 2. <coughs> Love
1: me some wooden spoon. <coughs> Moral victory point. <coughs> Moral victory point. It's more
0: of an oral victory. You were forced to say it.
2: Yes.
1: Look,
0: the morality of it all is that I nailed it. I nailed it. Scoreline. Perfect. Speaking of oral victories, Defoe date. Hey. I'm going to sign up right now.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I fancy your chances.
1: All right. Well, predictions for next week. Come on, fellas. Don't, uh, don't be shy. Uh, I mean, next week. For this week.
3: Yes. Colorado Rapids guaranteed win nights. Um, 1-0. It's going to be scrappy. It's high time for a draw.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, my. 1-1. I'm going to go with 3-0 to the
2: Robins. Woof. That's right. Or with a hat trick. Oh. That was for
3: you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was for you. All on his head.
3: But all on his head. So this is the key. As long as we don't play him at right back, he's fine. Yeah. Center back, dominant. If oh, it's yeah. Center forward, he'll get a hat Oh, trick. absolutely. Just don't play him at right back.
0: Bristol City had no idea what they were doing with him. Yeah.
3: That, uh, those English people. Clueless. Ah, uh, clueless. Stuck in 66. Aren't yeah. they? Uh-huh. good <laughs> lord. All right,
1: well, I'm following somewhere in between all of you madmen, and I'm going with a 2-1 victory for our, our Reds. That's right, a 2-1 victory. Well, it is that time in the evening where we're time to hit the dusty trail. But before we all climb into our kias, let's find out what everyone's working on. Nice. Tony Walsh, you can always be found at the Yorkies1812 on the Twitters. What are you working on?
0: I'm heading to the wilds just outside of Denver on a special naturist mission. Not nudist naturist. And I'm hunting for the great tasseled caribou that hasn't been seen since the (laughs) 70s. Does it still exist? What kind of shirt does it wear? Find out.
1: Intriguing. And intrepid reporting. Indeed.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it answers to a disco call. Ooh, ooh. Yes. The great meeting
3: call of the tasseled caribou. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> the sound of their hooves across the plains. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: as they hustle across the (laughs) 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 plate. Yes. Uh. Mm. All right. And I'm starting to realize our demographic is getting more narrow and yeah. with every one of these. Like, what's a disco? Well, it's, well, it's, it's us. Hey, and do you like football? And were born in the late '70s. <laughs> were, you? were you born between
0: 1972 and 1980? Do you
2: follow Toronto FC and like really random references
0: that only you would get? But if you explain it to your younger cousin, they have no idea. Did you stop watching movies in 1983?
1: <laughs> And and uh, Mr. Mark Hinkley, who can always be found at Ignortalk, I G N I R T O Q on the Twitters. What's happening?
2: Well, right now I'm just kind of working on my music. I got a side project. It's a, it's a dubstep project. It's called Woke Me Long Time. So we're just going into the studio. We rented some space. It's pretty dark. It's pretty heavy on bass. We got we got a chance to do a big tour of uh, North Korea. I think that's going to pan
0: out for us.
1: Kid
2: Jong
0: Illex.
1: okay and Duncan at Duncan D Fletcher on Twitter what are you working on
3: well we've had a lot of fun today boys and girls with this whole sponsorship angle but uh, I'm working on a a scandal that is related to that has uh, great implications for both Toronto FC and the Canadian national team it's something that has gone back a few years basically Ashton Morgan obviously has been rising through the academy the first team and you know, it looked like uh, he was going on for big things, and going to be playing for TFC for Canada is going to be great. Now they had a sponsorship lined up, like maybe they'd give it a couple of years or so, so he can really cement himself as a first team regular and a star. Then uh, you know, it was going to be the Captain Morgan Captain's Armband. Uh Now, unfortunately, uh, as you've probably noticed this year, the the game in six is sponsored by Bacardi, and you know, there's been a lot of tension there. Basically, Justin Morrow wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Bacardi. Ashton Morgan will be starting. Bacardi have forced Morgan out of the team, and they're ruining his career for the sake of uh, exclusive rum-based liquor rights. That's disgusting. It really is. Scandalous and alcoholic. This is going to shake foundations of a lot of things. Well, as long as it doesn't stir it. Well, exactly.
1: And myself, you can always find me on Twitter at KZ Knowles. Talking sponsorship as well, just to round things off. I normally reject being swayed by material gain and the lure of cold hard cash. I've decided I'm being unfair to those poor, poor sponsors that are just trying to reach out to the people. So I'm offering different parts of my day as sponsorship deals. My trip to work, now sponsored by Bombardier. My lunchtime, by Subway. And my evenings, by the LCBO.
3: Nice. Question, yes. You take a plane to work? I take a subway. Does the Bombardier make subways? No. Okay, then never mind. Wouldn't it make more sense if you took the subway
2: to work with Subway and ate a helicopter later? Sorry, thinking out of the mm. side of the box. There. That box worked just fine. It did.
1: Leave my the box heck? alone. Devoted. That was just All right. Well, folks, it's been real. But as always, Toronto, get used to it.
0: Minority podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of these sponsors. Big boy pants. If you haven't played the game, you haven't earned big boy pants. Exclusively for those who have played the game.
3: Apparently, the bitch is dead. This is a home. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about
1: that. I saw.
3: How is that not a section in this thing? (laughs)
1: Well, because... We can hear 25 minutes about the death of B- bitchy. What?
0: It's a new bitchy? It's... it's Apparently.
2: It's, what, bitchy 2! The bitching. The bitch is back. <laughs> bitch of bitch. <laughs> son bitchy. Zombie bitchy. bitchy. Hashtag Zonbitchy. We need to work this into the show. We need to work this...
1: End. Oh, no, then just play Cranberries. Brains.
2: home, bitchy.
3: Son bitchy. Uh,
2: the so Cranbitchies. Yeah, the cray the- yes. Yeah, yeah. This very special episode, brought to you by uh, Taxidermy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Albanian figs? One of their chief exports.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A border on the the Adriatic. Adriatic. (laughs) (laughs) The first international (laughs) football game I ever watched was uh, Albania, but against West Germany. <laughs> in, uh, in Granada it wasn't you know, it would have been just regular Germany in Granada in Spain El Carpico. And there was, there was I'm, some I'm kind of just... problem in Albania so Albania had to play their home games in Granada <laughs> some, some sort of all. problem in Albania Klinsman scored a hat trick of course he did Yeah, it was 3-2 though they made it close Albania were good see it, it works Toronto, Toronto he was the only really Toronto, Toronto yeah, I like yeah. It. yeah. yeah
2: Toronto, Toronto whatever <laughs> let's call the whole thing off how come we never thought of these tactics are brought to you by Tic Tacs? Oh. oh, that's a nice
0: one.
3: Yeah. A tactical oh, report. And, and tic-tac? The Tic Tac Tactics and, Report. And, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And in
2: Montreal, it could be the
3: tab- Tic Tac <laughs> Tabernacle. The Tic Tac taber- Tabernacle Tactics brought to you by Tic Tac.
2: <laughs> Tic Tac Tabernacle. this chant brought to you by Tic Tacs. <laughs> Who the For Goodness are the impact? <laughs> Who the For are Mentos. Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> Tic Tacs can't stick us in a More Diet Coke and watch it explode.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Safe.
2: <laughs>
0: hey parents. Worried about your kids p- putting Mentos in Diet Cokes? Stick it in your mouth. Defoding. <laughs> <laughs> Bitchy <you> is dead. <laughs> Bitchy is dead. Bitchy is dead. Okay. Bitchy is dead. Bitchy is dead. Oh, <laughs> bitchy is
2: dead. <laughs> <laughs> <Bitchy> is dead. No.
0: <laughs> She's been dead since March.
3: She's been dead since March. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Died in a fire. Died in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Hung upside down. Hung
0: upside down.
2: <coughs> boom, boom. Well, it seems that birds of a feather flock together. <laughs>
3: Birds of a feather die die. (laughs) together.
2: I'm sure this one flew over the
3: cuckoo's (laughs) nest. I've got to say, say for for, for the wrestling, I would have expected Edson the Eagle to be providing the aerial dynamics. The Mexican guy obviously does the
0: lucha stuff. Edson's old. He used to be big. Yeah, he used to be bigger than no, yeah, Ariel. he it just has a lot of clotheslines like, yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> and a big leg drop. He's their he's our, he's our Hogan.
2: Yeah, he really is. <laughs> dead. Aids.
3: Hogan E3. Aids. aids. <laughs> Reggie Labs. Aids. aids. Ovine Aids.
0: <laughs>
3: is Ovine Aids a thing? It is now. <laughs> right. If Carm had them, would they be first aids?
2: Thank you. <laughs> Alright, I'm out.